0: All right, hello and welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging and Friends. Uh, We are playing Call of Cthulhu tonight uh, and we are continuing our horror on the Orient Express campaign. Uh, We are starting up a new city uh, by the basic, the way the book works, a new, effectively a new scenario. Uh, So uh, we'll see how this goes. Melissa was doing some research about zoos in France uh, in the early 20th century and she's a bit horrified now. So... uh, so that should be fun. Uh, she'll tell you all about it at some point, I think. Uh, I think we have two characters who have been to France before. I think we've had Pema and Joseph both took up the French language, though I think Joseph is not the greatest at fluency. Is that right? My understanding? Okay. Uh, so yeah, I know France. how to say, not in the face. No. <laughs> 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 because you filmed Scaramouche, the 1923 mm-hmm. release version, but it was filmed prior to 1923, but it was released mm-hmm. in 1923. So yeah, you've been here recently then, probably within the yeah. last calendar year, right? Yeah, I would think. We didn't do that Dream much We came recently. from here to the thing. Could, yeah, that makes perfect sense, I think. All right, so uh, I'm going to do a little summary of where we're at, and uh, but let's go ahead and just do some intros first, let everyone tell you who they're playing. So Jeremy, tell us about Joseph. Joseph Tedwell, Staff Sergeant, if you please.
1: Stuntman is my preferred profession. I love it. I'm having the time of my life, other than the fact my good friend nearly died. Another good friend burned terribly, saving him. Now we're on a train that hopefully won't take us into some strange hell dimension.
0: Yes, indeed. But we are indeed. in France. Yeah, and the good friends you're mentioning uh, are, are Professor Julius Smith and Bedos, right? The, uh, the man service. Bedos, is being, Bedos specifically is the one you have some some history with, right? Uh, that's excellent. correct. All right. Uh, next up, we've got Mr. Moneybags himself, Gregory Kozel. Chuck tells it's, about
2: Gregory. That's very true. I am Gregory Kozel. Big Game Hunter, professional money spender. And I'm just happy to be here.
0: What kind of degree do you need to, to get for professional money spender? I want that.
2: Uh, One inherited.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough.
2: Uh, bottom row. I heard row. it's called the 1% solution. It is. Oh it my. is.
0: Because Corey is the 1%. Oh, dear.
2: Yeah, it's a different time. Being in the 1% isn't that
0: impressive right now.
2: Oh, it's not? Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not that rich, though. I think about the math on that. Is it more? Impressive? I don't know. I don't math either as Gregory or Chuck. So who knows? I don't know. Write in. Tell us if it's more impressive. Ellis, email us. <laughs> Can't wait. Autumn row. Melissa, tell us about Pema.
3: Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, Pema Nandak is a scientist, specifically a zoologist. Uh, she is originally from Tibet. Uh, she has been to Paris before. Uh and she has uh traveled um and discussed the ins and outs of the animal kingdom with uh, Mr. Kozel before this group came together.
0: Very true. Uh that's true. Yeah. I mean that you have different views, I think. I just kills him, right? And you you lock him up in prison. Isn't that basically how it works?
2: Yes, we're both terrible people for
3: science. <laughs> yes, there's that.
0: Okay, when well, you frame it that way. Uh, okay, yeah, next up, we're
3: on the same side of things,
0: sort of, <laughs> sort of, right? Uh, and then uh, next up, we've got Killian Bingura. Adam, tell us about Killian.
4: Who oh, names, Killian. I'm. Uh, what what science did I say I studied earlier? It was uh, human, human studies. Science. Human studies, yes. Uh, I am an expert in human studies. Uh, I found myself in with this crew a little bit ago, and uh, they've treated me very well. And uh, so I figured I'd stick around and see how things play out. Observe, as I always do.
0: Observe someone in this hotel. Observe someone in that hotel. (laughs) See a pattern for me, for sure. Yeah. Yes. We're going to find a hotel in a minute, too, which is very exciting. A brand new hotel. I even have a list of them. Uh, and I will tell you about the awful attempts I've tried to learn how to pronounce some of these places. And, uh, yeah, it's probably not going to go well. Uh, and then, finally, uh, we've got our occultists. We've got Reginald Abernathy. Matt, tell us about Reginald.
5: That's right. Reginald Abernathy here. I'm uh, elated to be reconnected with my old-time childhood friend, Joey Tildwell. We're back together again taking on the world uh occultist former police member been to other worlds oh you name it i've done it and there's there's multiple personalities writing around here in, in my head
0: Including how many we've in been introduced to so far
5: one so far
0: all right do you know have you thought about how many you might have or is it just we're just going to Play it as it. We're as it we're just we're just gonna okay. discover them as we go.
5: Okay. Uh, Matt, we...
3: though, we did meet one yeah, did. while you were out. A we mute. Mm. The, mm. Yes. No. A the, mime. The mime. mime.
0: Mime. Mime. Why not both? Just I'm in understand. time for France. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <It was> a... <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I'll go ahead and do a quick summary here for folks who are watching, uh, those of you playing, however, you got to roll your luck. So I just shared with you, if you've forgotten how to do that, go ahead and roll luck at the start of the session and restore whatever you get. So while they're doing that, uh, so before is 95 still the max. 99 is the max, isn't it? Okay, Yeah, 99 should be the max.
3: Just, you just hush me and my uh, 27 luck that I now have, because somehow I passed a luck roll of 16. Nice. (laughs) You're starting
0: off really great tonight. Starting off really great. Okay. So as we mentioned, we're in Paris now, but... Before that, we were in London, but before leaving London, the investigators, they wanted to tie up some loose ends and they wanted to do a little research before leaving. Uh, So Pema and Reginald both went to the British Museum and Library. Uh, They found some vague references to this illuminated 13th century manuscript titled The Devil Simulare, uh, which might be in the Bibliothèque. Hang on, I actually know how to pronounce this now. No, I don't. The uh, Bibliothèque Nationale uh, in Paris uh the set of car scrolls were noted as being in the Top Museum in Constantinople. Uh, but that was before the Great War happened, and we're years, a couple years past it now, so who knows if that's still accurate. You also discovered a reference to a German count by the name of Fenelich, who was executed following a scandal uh in the in the Queen's court on the eve of the French Revolution. Uh, so that's kind of what Pema and Reginald were able to, to sort of put together. Uh so some point some signs pointing to like this other other library you get to go to. Uh but you also had a very disturbing encounter within the library where you saw a man, a fellow researcher, fall over at a neighboring table. And when you tried to lend aid, uh you discovered that he was dead, uh, that he was skinned, and that pinned to his chest was a message carved in a chunk of skin. Uh it was written in Turkish, which Reginald fortunately uh was able to translate, and it read, The skinless one will not be denied. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, the rest of them, uh, Joseph and Grigori and Killian, went over to the Chelsea Arms Hotel. Uh, You kind of maneuvered your way into inspecting the room of one of these deceased three Mehmet Makriyats. And you also got to question one of the cleaning women. They confirmed that each of the dead Makriyats had a body part that was skinned. She also mentioned that the police were having some trouble with the Turkish embassy. And Joseph, you found an extra unmarked uh, blood trail inside the crime scene as well. and You you left a little note (laughs) for the police to find later. Which, yeah, uh, after some <laughs> deliberation, you, uh, you made the hard choice of heading to Paris rather than continuing to do any more investigation here. Uh, there, you, you do feel some sense of urgency based upon, uh, based upon Professor Smith's uh, go now, go quickly. Uh, there might be other people collecting this stuff. There's a cult that's trying to get these things. So you decided to leave. Uh, you kind of traveled through the English countryside. He took a ferry across the, the channel to Calais. and you took another train to Paris. Along the way, you did a few weird little moments where we trained. Grigori, you, you took people watching lessons uh, from Killian, but you had this weird moment where you almost saw the same kind of gray, endless void outside as you did when you were on the Randolph Alexis Doom train. Uh, Reginald, you uh, spent some time trying to access various compartments of the train, uh, and you heard a conversation through one of the doors that you couldn't access suddenly morph from conversation to bells seeming to communicate to one another. Uh, then uh, elsewhere, I think, uh, Killian, you were doing some sort of training with like lucid dreaming, and you found like a crumpled up piece of paper from the Chelsea Arms Hotel uh, that had just a bunch of jumbled, uh, you know, mess of letters that didn't really make any sense. Uh, on the ferry, Pema, you took some card trick lessons from Grigori, but you got interrupted by a drunken acting troupe that was handing out broadsides for an upcoming performance. Uh, but when you took an advert from them, you discovered a soiled old announcement for Roy. I don't know if I'm this correct, but it's King in Yellow, the play The King in Yellow. Uh, while waiting, Calais, Joseph cannonballed <laughs> into the cold, cold water of the channel uh, and uh, kind of drew the attention of everybody who was waiting for the train. Uh, including a pair of men in dark trench coats uh that had taken a particular interest and shortly thereafter you're able to board the train and you pulled into Paris we'll say late in the evening on Tuesday January 9th and that is where we will we will begin it's late Tuesday January 9th I would say the sun is basically set at this point. The city of Paris unfolds before you as you hop off the train. Uh and uh I would say first question Uh, Where are you going to stay tonight? Very important question. Uh, If anybody has been in France before, uh, I would give you essentially three options that you would kind of know as good places. And you guys can choose wherever it is that you feel like staying. There's the Bristol Hotel, uh, which is a very long established one, uh, fairly aristocratic, high end. Uh, There's, man... The R in, Fran- in French is just really difficult for me. The Hotel du Rhin, uh, which is also kind of a high-end aristocratic, uh, aristocratic type of uh, hotel. And then there's the Balmoral, which is a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more well-known. So those are kind of the three big ones. And you can see on the map of Paris that I have in front of you that they are kind of right next to each other. Or you could find something less high profile. Uh, so what would you all decide to do?
2: I would vote
0: for
4: the fancy one. I have visited the Bristol Hotel on business before.
3: I, for, for no other reason than being a jerk, the second one, because then Jeff's going to have to say it at least one more time. Well, you've won <laughs> me
1: over. <laughs> I'll admit I've made an appearance at the former, but I stayed at the latter. You know, there is something quaint about
2: uh, going to the Balmore Hotel as well. No, the Hotel du Rhine sounds pretty good. Well, the Rhine
4: is quite a bit of ways from here.
2: Oh, it's just right down the street. The Rhine River? No, the hotel. Oh. Pay attention. Oh. We're looking for lodgings, not a swim. Although I could go for
0: a swim.
1: It's quite brisk. I highly recommend it. It is good
3: exercise.
0: It is very cold. It is not snowing currently, uh, but you do see the signs of it recently, uh, maybe over the past week or so. But nothing current, as the, but you can definitely tell as you start kind of traveling through Paris that uh, there is um, like you can you can see a modern city in front of you. Basically, you can see modern construction, you can see modern you know modern layouts of, of streets, but you also can see like the you know like the remnants of that kind of more medieval. Uh, kind of older city and age, especially as you start weaving, uh, like between these kind of smaller alleyways, staying away from the larger boulevards, plenty of, plenty of cars on the street can get, uh, get cabs. There's a tram system, the metropolitan, uh, there's, there's different ways in which you can travel fairly easily. Uh, so I'm assuming, uh, the answer is not the one I can't pronounce uh, because, uh, so what are we going with? (laughs) the nicest one i think that's where i like we'll say that's the bristol because i can pronounce that uh the bristol hotel okay so when you arrive uh you said you've stayed here before uh when you kind of you you stand outside and you can see it's it's well lit uh several stories high uh you can see that uh you're on a fairly active uh active boulevard as well uh, you're not too far away from uh, a few very well-known, uh, well-known landmarks off to the west of you is the Arc de, Arc de Triomphe. Uh, and like obviously to the east is the Louvre. Uh, plenty of other places as well. Op- the opera national, like the, the national opera of, of Paris is sort of not too far away as well. And so because it's evening time, there is a great deal of activity as you see people leaving the hotel, getting ready to go out and kind of meet their Uh, meet their plans for dinner or for the opera or for somewhere else. Uh, But you're able to, to find your way in Uh, a, uh, someone will come up and sort of check your bags as well as you move up to the, to the, uh, to the counter. Uh, We don't have to play it all out, but I would like to know, are you all looking to get your own rooms? Are you looking to pair up? If you pair up, who is pairing up with whom? That kind of thing.
3: Emma always Um, gets her own room.
0: Okay. That's fair fair.
3: That's
2: fair. I'm fine with pairing up. I mean Yeah, sure. Same camp over or sleep over at summer camp or something like that. Come on. Fantastic. Killian, let's go. Very well.
4: Okay. Uh Are we able to arrange for lodgings? Do you need some help?
2: Oh, They've already checked us in and taken our bags. I certainly hope we have rooms at this point. No,
0: yeah. no, it's just some guy who took your bag. Oh, we've been robbed! <laughs> no, you're able. You're able to get your rooms just fine. Uh, you also are directed to like a concierge or attendant uh, by the name of Constantine Leon, uh, who uh, who comes up to you, speaks speaks like this sort of heavily accented English at first, but then kind of cuts into into French once he realizes like Pema and Joseph have some fluency. But is kind of offering his services if you if you need anything, directions around the city, if you need tickets to the opera, Uh, he knows of various sightseeing venues. Uh, He gives you he he tells you obviously about you know different uh, uh, different showings at the Louvre. He gives you the hours. He talks about the catacombs and how they're only open on the weekends. But if you're not staying until the weekend, he does. Have some connections. In fact, that on the morrow uh, uh, there actually is going to be a special tour as well. If that's something if you're you're interested in, uh, and he's doing all this while kind of leading you over to the uh, to the elevators, lifts, opens those up, kind of has the bags, and kind of stands on there, you know, stands on the lift with you. And by the time he kind of gets you to your rooms, which are we'll say relatively adjacent, same floor to each other. Uh, he will have given you all sorts of reasons to, to sort of come back to him, ask him questions about anything. So if there's anything you need to know about the city, he, he constantly needs your man. And then he holds out a hand, and he's waiting for... Oh, yes. For I was book. waiting for this. I put in a healthy,
2: appropriate, but not obscene dip.
0: He looks down at it. Uh, Go ahead and roll. I uh, just out a curiosity. Roll a credit roll. A uh, credit rating reflex. Really You've got it. Not I better favorite. be good
2: at this because I've built my entire personality around it.
0: <laughs> personality. Yeah. Oh, no, I oh, failed oh. it miserably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he looks at it. He looks at you and he has kind of a sour look on his face. Uh, my good man. I, I, inter- I interrupt.
4: Uh, I say, my good man. Yeah. As I give him m- more that would uh, be befitting of his station.
0: And he'll take it from Killian and say, oh, uh very good, thank you. Thank you very much. And he kind of looks over at Gregory and he, you can see gives kind of a curious glance, like an an appraising glance, as if he's now reconsidering just exactly how wealthy and how esteemed Mr. Kozel might actually be. Uh but he does got
2: No, it's, I'm embarrassed. I was you calculating in the British currency and not French currency. because uh, math and Numbers are for nerds. Numbers are for nerds. I'll move away <laughs> embarrassed.
1: So he will leave. What what you say? Rooms? Whiskey today, catacombs tomorrow. <laughs> I like that. I do.
0: So you have your rooms. It's, it's nighttime. I'm not sure if there's anything you wanted to do tonight. There's still some time left in the evening if there's anything in particular that you wanted to do. But you would know that anything that you would do in terms of business, in terms of the investigation, in terms of going into the library, the hours aren't, it's not open at this point. Uh, you do have a couple basic leads. If you recall, uh, you, so things that you got from Smith and Beto's notes, uh, just to refresh your memory, uh, his, his notes said that the set of car simulacrum was dismembered in Paris just prior to the French revolution. Part of it may still be in France. And the owner was a noble Comte de Fenelik who Pema did some minor research on, but it was very limited what British, the British museum would have. Uh, and then they also mentioned that a piece was actually another piece was in circulation in paris just after the great war but it was sold to someone in milan so that's something that might be looked into uh, and then there was that note about the the illuminated manuscript the devil simular so those are kind of like the three things you're working on when it comes to paris you're, you're under the impression that there's a possibility there could be a piece of that so if you do not want to do anything particular we can say the night. Night transpires, just fine. Nothing, nothing crazy happens. You, you wake up in the morning. There is a just a wonderful restaurant in the uh, in the in the lobby of uh, uh, of the hotel. Dine for breakfast and then plan your day. What is that plan?
2: Well, I mean, we've got our leads, and I do think the one that at least was hinted at being the most here. Was the one that belonged to County Fenelik. So perhaps we could research their estates.
3: Oh, Mr. Kozel, your uh, pronunciations are always so, uh, so enjoying.
5: Thank yes, you. well. Emma, what do you say we go check out the Bibliothèque Nationale and pick up where we left off?
3: Uh, it's exactly what I was thinking. I, so the rest of you might do something that does not require being hunched over books all day. I would imagine.
1: I'm good well what, what would you have of us?
3: Well, that is entirely up to you. What leads you wanted to follow up on? Uh, those that Wait. don't involve hours and hours of reading, I would imagine.
2: Let's see if we could hunt down antique dealers.
3: Yes, we could do that.
2: Or we can go visit a zoo. You
3: certainly could. The uh, menagerie is uh, definitely a good one to look at. I've spent a little bit of time there. Um, perhaps over dinner later tonight, I'll tell you about a different uh, establishments that I was at in my nice. youth. But it is not... Uh, breakfast conversation I don't believe oh
2: I'm intrigued That's well. I have no idea I was just making dumb words please someone else
1: talk <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, so, did you uh, have something?
4: we'll be off to find antique dealers
1: sounds like a plan we'll try not to get involved in any more shenanigans outside of their residence
0: Okay, so Reginald and Pema are going to the library. Uh, I believe you also wrote ahead to express your interest because I think I gave you a no roll for that last time around. Yes. Uh, And then the rest of you are going to go specifically look for antiques dealers that might be able to learn something about uh, a piece or the sale or something like that. Okay, so uh, for those of you that are going antiquing, how are you going to go? What's your idea for figuring out how to find some antiques dealers and such? Uh, well, surely this hotel has a concierge.
2: No, I was going to say, we can speak with our concierge. Okay. Uh, okay. Tip him the appropriate amount of money this time. <laughs> and he'll point us at one place, and we'll go there, and we're like, we need a place that's a little shadier than this. And then okay. we'll go there, and then we'll ask that place for a place that's a little shadier still.
1: That's and then we'll have it. I've got one extra I want to toss in there. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go right ahead. An extra angle, Scaramouche. We had to do it on the cheap, but we wanted it to look good. We had a set manager. He knew how to get the stuff that was real, but you didn't pay the real price for it. Uh, reappropriated was the word that was said kindly.
2: Very right, well. I did actually not out and a couple go and of these. Scaramouche, Scaramouche. Come on. Adam you're supposed to do that
1: joke.
0: <laughs> All right. So you no know, reason I
1: said I did the movie there.
0: So if you're looking to find some antiques from the from the concierge, uh, we'll say Constantin Leon has, has returned. He's start he's just starting up his shift once more. He sees the three of you, specifically Kilian and Gregory who who gave him some money last night. He says, ah, monsieurs, well, what is it I can do for you today? What what, what is it? Uh, do you want uh, entertainment, uh, sightseeing? Are you uh, going uh, Eiffel Tower? I can, I can, yes, yes. Well, that's a bit forward. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. No, no, this is not forward. It is that way. We kind of ah, yes, in of course,
4: of course. Uh, we are actually looking for antiques. We're on the thrill of the find. If you, you know, if you catch my meaning.
0: Ah yes yes uh, antiques yes yes uh, is there a, a particular kind of furniture are you looking for uh, decor uh, paintings uh, what is it?
4: I'll look over to Grigori because uh, Killian's out of
1: his element here. <laughs> I love statues,
0: a big bust if I can. Uh, statues. Uh well, uh there are a few places uh, I could uh, recommend. Uh we uh, there is the uh and me Oh God, why do I do this to myself? I could have just said everything in like New York. Uh fine when just everything's set in New York. So he will um he'll mention a few places. He'll say, uh uh Oh my god. Here we go. Uh so it's the <sighs> He's going to mention a flea market. I'm not going to do it. I just check. I just talked myself out of it. Uh, a flea market in uh, in saint uh which is uh, off to the north. He says it is uh, uh, extensive. It is uh, winter time, so there's not as many people. You might be able to uh, navigate it more more easily, more quickly. Uh, but there are still people uh, and uh, many things uh, old, uh, new. Uh, there are also uh, some people who will uh, try to. Um, Oh, and he's like kind of struggling with English a little bit. And he's like, I try to uh, swindle uh, you as well. Uh, so be careful. Uh, many uh, uh, forgeries. Uh, but there are uh, uh, many, uh, many uh, ideal items uh, you might be able to find. Uh, but yes, yes, this is uh, yeah, a good place, I would think. Uh, many stalls, many uh, many vendors from across, uh, across the city will come and conquer it there. You're too kind. Yes, I, I am.
4: am. He extends uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give him the appropriate tip again.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, anything else you care to ask him before, uh, before you head out?
1: What are the hours on those catacomb tours?
0: Oh, yes, yes. Uh, it begins at uh, 1 p.m. Uh, and it will last uh, until 5 p.m.
1: All right. We'll see how this goes. I got to admit, is- I'm intrigued.
0: It is a uh, it is a special showing. It is not uh, normally it is not open uh, on uh, on the uh, Wednesday. But uh, uh, but if you uh, if you want, I could uh, write up a ticket from the hotel that would let you get in.
1: I'll have to see if we make it back in time. But clearly, you're a man that knows the city. You're connected. You're smart. If you know a special showing, that's a showing I want to see.
0: Ah yes, well, it is not special in that it is uh, any different than the normal tour. It's just on a uh, on a different day. It is.
1: Please, don't tell yourself short. It's clearly special. You no. wouldn't have told us about it if it wasn't special, and I thank you. Uh, you
0: are welcome. And he kind of sort of puts his hand out again. <laughs> I your, grab a crumbled wad of bills. I have
1: no clue if it's appropriate or not.
0: It just, that's uh, messy. <laughs> he kind of goes, and, it'll, and if it's there's something else... It's still damp from the swim. It's still damp. It's still, <laughs> they're kind of cold. <laughs> uh. What's, uh, what is uh, I took a swim this? the other day Uh ah, okay uh so if that's all we'll say you depart uh and you start heading out to this uh this flea market uh the okay I will I will try to do it it's le marché au peu and uh all French people out there uh I apologize uh profusely uh but I'm trying oh my god Chuck's talking but I can't hear him He's still talking, but I... What?
2: Holy shit, I was making fun of you the entire time and I was completely (laughs) muted. (laughs) (laughs) You did it great. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, All
0: right, so Pema and Reginald, meanwhile, you are heading over to the the library. Okay, so the library is... uh, You can kind of see this on your map, by the way, uh, but I will also uh, kind of share with you uh, kind of the little picture i found of it so when you uh when you arrive uh the hours like are are listed uh 9 a.m to 6 p.m you probably arrive shortly after 9 a.m uh you've written ahead you're able to sort of go up to the sort of main uh, main entrance hall uh there are a series of attendants and librarians who uh, are kind of ensuring that those who are going in have have a reason to be there your name is listed uh and uh, sort of referenced in some particular way uh, so I think what, what did you, what did you note Pema in terms of like subject matter for the research? Like, is there a particular bit of materials that you're looking for?
3: I would imagine I would have been relatively straightforward because we are hoping that the, um, the devil simulare is here. So yeah. Anything think. related to it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, okay. So they will say to you, ah. Uh, uh, Madame uh, Nandak, and this is all in French, they're just speaking pure French. Uh, so uh, they will look at you and uh, say, Madame uh, Nandak, the uh, materials which, which you have requested are in uh, storage. Uh, they need uh, the assistance of a, a skilled librarian to ship. I can assist you, of course. Uh, however, um, it will take time to retrieve. They are very delicate and very old. Uh, they have suffered significant damage, uh, but we do—we ha- have found uh, some materials uh, that uh, fit your, uh, uh, what it is that you have asked. Plus we can return uh, if there are additional uh, research topics that you would like us to look for. Uh, but uh, we have set aside a, a table for you in uh, for your assistant, as he kind of turns towards Reginald when he says that, in your research assistant. Uh, I should also mention that all of the materials are in uh, in French uh, uh and I and since you've been speaking in French uh, uh he he will say, and uh, your French is uh, quite good have you uh, have you spent time here
3: uh, I I have visited uh from 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 time to time I spent a little bit of uh time at the uh menagerie uh as well and I was oh. here uh as a teen as well
0: Oh, very interesting very interesting well our uh, our well our hall as you can see and he starts leading you through the uh, like through the library at this point you kind of see as he kind of leads you past this entrance hall and into the the main hall of the library like you can kind of hear like hushed whispered conversations scholars kind of scattered about here and there like the the smell of books uh, you can see that there are these very tall dome ceilings and arches like that cover everything, skylights in some places that kind of give this muted light. It's wintertime, so it's not extraordinarily bright, but there's still light coming down. Uh, it's a somewhat ovular uh, room as you can see, multiple levels, balconies that kind of uh, kind of overlook this enormous hall, uh, all of them containing packed shelves, cabinets, display cases, things like that. Uh, On the main floor, you can see there's these long uh, tables that are extended basically across the room, row after row is kind of filled with scattered few scholars and visitors here and there, heads kind of buried in books, tomes kind of splayed out. Uh, The librarians, you can see scurrying about here and there. They're also keeping a very close eye on people who who are working. Maybe once or twice, you see them kind of scold a person who is maybe mistreating a manuscript in some way. Uh, some of them are at reference desk as well. Others are kind of aiding the researchers to periodically doing like what you're having here. Someone fetch uh, fetch pieces from a vault for you. Uh, that's not necessarily on, on public display. Very formal air to the place. Everyone's kind of dressed in attire. Even those researching are dressed in, in very formal attire. Uh, and all very purposeful. Uh, there are conversations that are happening, but as you look around, you can see that they are kind of extended off into like these recesses and corners, like away from central study. And whenever they get too loud, you do see an attendant kind of scurry over and scold once more. So we'll say you you find a spot on one of these kind of extended tables. The two of you sit down. Uh, and a few moments later, uh, the attendant who is who is saying that they would fetch things for you comes back and they kind of give you a stack of these old dusty, and you can tell, uh, well, not so much dusty, you can tell they're worn, but also you can tell that they have likely suffered some some damage, some maybe fire damage, some maybe water damage, and they set them down in front of you. So uh, I'm gonna need a, uh, let's see. Uh, so you're specifically looking into Comte Fenelic and you're looking into uh, the Devil's Simulare, right? correct okay. and
3: and during this whole time while we were walking pema would have been translating along the way um for mr abernathy um though she would have uh mistranslated the research assistant um and i just hope so uh would have just said partner um mm. when she translated back to mr abernathy but does anybody speaks
0: the king's english uh, and he kind of looks towards you when you say that, and he starts to speak. Yes, uh, we speak uh, some English, okay. but uh, the materials, uh, as I have said, are in French. Uh, this is a uh, French library. You are researching uh, the French uh, time of the French Revolution uh, and uh, Conta as well. Uh, it would be very presumptuous of you to believe that there is all in the the king's English. Uh, I'll have you know that we uh, as France have had uh, many kings in our past as well. Uh, You are not the only country to have them. Uh, Now, if there's anything else, I shall be uh, at the circulation desk over there. Once you are done, uh, please let me know. Uh, If you have any trouble, uh, please ask. Uh, The gloves I have provided you must be worn at all times, uh, and, uh, and under no circumstances shall you make contact with the parchment with your bare skin.
3: Thank you. Very, very much. appreciate
0: So he kind of leaves at this point, kind of gives Reginald a little bit of a kind of a, a stink eye. He just mutters something on his breath. Pema, you, you hear it's kind of somewhat of an insult. Uh, and so, yeah, you can. So basically what happens here is uh, you need, so how this works is you need to do a library use, obviously. Uh, but because it's in French, uh, you you effectively need to do like a, a French roll as well to be able to sort of navigate that uh, some of the translations and such. Um, I would say that Reginald, you can probably assist, uh, which could give Pema a um, a what's it called a bonus die, or you can roll yourself. Uh, but the problem would still be that you're probably slowing yourselves down. There's zero s- French. Yeah. So, Emma, how about you write
5: out these keywords here in French, <laughs> and I'll look for those as I peruse these books.
3: That is a that is a wonderful idea. I will certainly uh, provide you with that, and she'll kind of take her glove off and kind of write out some, some keywords. Uh, which would you like me to roll first, French or library? Either way is fine. Do,
5: do you want me to roll my assist for that? Yeah. And do I just roll library use for that?
0: Uh yeah, you can roll library use, so you have a chance to uh, to increase it as well. And if you okay, succeed,
3: so I her a... a six under forty for my French roll.
0: Okay, you're good on French. Uh, and then Reginald, are you spending the two luck to give her a bonus die? Yeah, let's do it. It's only right, two luck. luck. You get a bonus die.
3: Okay, so bonus die is I roll my tens again. Yep. All
0: right. You take the better.
3: <laughs> so I rolled a ninety-nine twice for my library check.
0: Uh, okay, uh, so ninety-nine uh, is going to be it says effectively a crit fail in this particular case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while the two of you are going through things, uh, you you kind of you find this old um, this old document, this old journal, and as you're kind of flipping the pages, uh, you flip it just payment just a little too fast, and you hear. And it almost echoes in the hall, this as you tear through the manuscript and you hear all around like pens, pencils, writing utensils, they all kind of drop. People kind of turn and look at you. Everything else goes quiet. There's this gasp. (gasps) Oh my goodness. As it happens, can I kind of like push him out of the way and take her place there at the book? Like I did it. Uh, sure. You can, you want to roll like a, maybe a stealth test or something to stealth. see if you can do this or like, Oof. you know, or you okay. can do something else. If you have another thing in mind, go for it. Mm. I'm just looking at all the skills. <laughs> just a brawl.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Dex. Decks. decks.
3: First maybe, we rip maybe, a book, then we just throw it out.
0: Uh, yeah, you can do that. I mean, you could also just do sleight of hand. Like you grab the book from her instead. Like you pull it. Oh, off. I'm good. At th- I got sleight of hand. Yeah. yeah same same as my decks. Let's do that. Pass. Okay. So you manage to do that. And moments later, you, fee- you feel a firm grasp on your shoulder. Monsieur, what is ha- what have you done? Oh, oh goodness. And like they're in French at first, but then he like kind of shifts. Oh, yes. Must speak the king's English. What is this? How dare you? How dare you do this? We explain very clearly exactly what it is. And he just kind of goes off in this long litany berates you. And he kind of calls some other people over and you see what effectively is like security start walking over. Uh, Madame, I am sorry, but your assistant is just a bumbling buffoon. Uh, they cannot, we cannot let them stay within here. These this, this manuscripts go back hundreds of years. These are very valuable. They contain information from Maria to that. You cannot have, uh, have him uh, in his, in his giant sausage fingers, uh, ripping through the pages. What is, Oh no no he must he must wait hey, someone else I'm hey sorry
1: listen here pierre i'll show
5: myself out leave the lady alone
3: And so Pema's sort of assessing the situation and what happens and she rolls with it so she's going to sort of like wink at you uh, and then she is just going to just launch into goldie <laughs> Okay. And, just, okay. and like just sort of like figures behind her back, like hoping that you caught the wink. Um, and she's just going to light into you just about we've traveled all this way to see these things and how dare you disrespect history so much. And and essentially she's gonna like pretend to fire you. <laughs>
0: And so, uh, like the security man, kind of grabs Reginald by the arm, uh, and he speaks, and only in like this gruff French, and you can't really understand what he's saying. But you can tell he's trying to get trying to get you to stand. And then they start escorting you out. Uh, at that point, as you have been all thrown. right, take it easy, take it easy. I got some friends to meet up with. catacombs. I don't need this. Okay. <laughs> So we will cut over to the friends as, Pema, unfortunately, the first few hours of your research have gone very poorly. Your research assistant has been fired uh, and kicked out of the library and you have torn a manuscript. And not only that, but you uh, were unable to actually locate anything of use uh, throughout the first half of the day. My uh, dice have
3: failed me. My dice have been, been failing bad me.
0: bad crit fails of late. <laughs> right? I really have.
3: It's fine.
0: <laughs> Some of them have been really, really funny. One from Holler <laughs> last week it. was just just amazing okay uh so let's go ahead and let's kick over to uh to the other three who were going to uh going to this flea market area uh okay um whether you're are you taking like trams are you taking cabs are you taking are you you know are you are you doing how how exactly would you say you would want to be getting around uh, cabs okay so you take uh, you get the taxi, no problem. The the hotel Constantine is able to flag one down for you. You get one in, and he even tells you where you're going. Going, you know, kind of explains it to the to the driver, uh, kind of sets, sets sets you up, and starts driving around around Paris. Uh, it is uh it is it is again it's cold out, but it's not it's not like it's not too overcast. Uh, but you can tell it's still a little grayish. Uh, again, there's no there's no snow that seems to be happening right now, but people are still bundled and walking around here and there. But eventually, uh, you make it uh, to this this market, and you get let out maybe a block or two away, and it kind of directs you the route you need to take as you weave between these sort of uneven alleys uh, with kind of cobblestones kind of sticking up here and there. You almost trip over once or, once or twice. Uh, and you can see that as you emerge from it. Uh, you can see a market just extends in this sort of twisted labyrinth of stalls. Like they're stretching almost as far as you can see. Uh, There's this cold wind that continues to like kind of flap around here and there, whipping through the rows. You see tents and flags and these like kind of hanging tapestries and garments that are for sale that are kind of fluttering around, people's clothes as well. Uh, All around you, you can see what looks like, uh, you know, vendors selling kind of curious trinkets like antiques. You can see a lot of very macabre souvenirs here and there as well. Uh, there's also like the smell of like incense and some, uh, and it sounds like, f- almost smells like foods. Someone's maybe cooking, selling some some refreshment here or there, or different concoctions might be in the works. Uh, you see vendors are like beckoning people over as you pass through. Groups are kind of huddling around stalls or kind of between tents. There's like this furious negotiation. Sometimes these whispers here and there where people kind of furtively look over their shoulders. Uh, but you have reached the market. What would you all like to do?
3: Hmm.
2: Let's look for the creepiest vendor we can find.
1: I agree. Actually, I have a slightly different tactic that I'm going to employ while you're doing that. I'm going to be looking for the people that are trying to pick pockets. Brilliant. I want to talk to one of them.
0: Uh... Joseph, roll spot hidden, Grigori or Killian, whichever one of you want to do this. Uh, you can roll a psychology or an occult, maybe. Uh psychology if you're looking for someone shady and creepy, a cult if you're looking for maybe specific weird objects, something like that.
2: You've got this, Killian. I believe in you.
4: Hmm. Well, since we are looking for an item... I suppose I should go with the cult. You guess nothing. That's okay. an 81 over 26.
0: Okay. Uh, now you can push in this game. We never really talk about it. It's probably too much luck that you want to spend, but you always can push. But the problem is if you do push and you do fail, something bad can happen. Uh, so it's up to you, Gillian, if that's the case. And if you push, you don't get to use luck to bring it down.
4: Or you can use no. You can still use luck
0: after game. the second roll. Like after the second uh-huh. roll, you could you could still. But like the, the the issue is, if you don't pass the second roll, then something mm-hmm. something very bad could potentially happen. Oh, very uh, similar bad. to Re- okay. Reginald getting thrown out, or uh, you know someone putting a hood over your head and dragging you away and throwing you into a trunk, something like that.
4: What's the, uh, to quote uh, one of my favorite people in the world? What's the worst that could happen?
0: That's a it's a great True. question. Only a okay, would say that. Okay,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how much luck would I need to spend on that? Let's see. It looks like fifty-two.
0: As you roll okay, i down to eight luck now. Okay, so you do spend it. Okay, okay. All right. So for the two of you, uh, so Joseph, you're specifically looking. So you see, it's mostly you can see these little young kids kind of scurrying about. You know, some of them uh, are probably no more than you know twelve or so and you can see they kind of weave it in here some of them act like they're runners like they're running messages or they're running packages or they're like kind of very carefully come up behind folks and you can see with your with your sort of your eyes just focused on them them slide their hands like inside someone's coat and just pull out maybe something recently purchased maybe a, you know a pocketbook of some kind and they take it and they hand it off to another who's maybe behind like a tent and it's like you start to realize it's some kind of network it's like this little network of these little kind of orphan kids or vagrant kids moving about here and there. And you're able to kind of track it. You get a couple faces. You can see not every child, but you can tell certain ones very easily. Uh, Killian, if you're looking specifically for things you... If you're looking specifically for like artwork that might be like statues and things, uh, you do find uh, one... Um, you do find one stall of note that seems to be trying to sell off what looks like statues of various objects in it. And in some, and they're very abstract. Uh, you can tell that when you look at them, there's not a very clear and immediate identification of what the statues are supposed to be, uh, but rather, It's kind of taking almost real world found object, metals, stones, trash in some cases, and sort of reaffixing them, weaving them together in some way to kind of create this very sort of dreamlike vision of something. Uh, But you can see in this very very large kind of tent, uh, there's probably about a dozen of these different displays on these pedestals. None of them are bigger than maybe four or five feet in height. Uh, They don't look particularly large, uh, but... That's probably the, 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 the largest of them. Uh, you can see there's a, a kind of an eccentric looking man uh, with a long kind of hooked nose, uh, eyes kind of very close together and somewhat beady. Uh, he's wearing like his hair kind of pulled back and kind of in this small little kind of bun in the back. Uh, and he has uh, his clothes, you can tell, are, are a little ruffled uh, like they're not uh, like they're not necessarily well cleaned. Uh, but but he kind of sees you peeking into his tent. He's like, ah, monsieur, monsieur, yes, come in. You are, you see something uh, you are interested in. Yes, I see you have a, a good artistic eye. Yes. And all this is in French, by the way. Mm. He says this to you. Uh, my apologies. Uh,
4: uh, parlez, who, how do you say it? English and French? Oh, oui, oui, oui.
0: Yeah, yes, uh, oui, oui. Yes, yes, yes. That uh, uh, I, I speak, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, a uh, small english yes yes very small i have learned some of it i have been to uh oh, i have been to london uh yes uh come inside my uh yes yes both of you yes please please spend your money here thank
4: you that is very hospitable of you um uh, i'm far from home i'm from sierra leone myself Ah, uh, this one this one as i point to uh, the one that you po- that you described earlier, uh, with the found objects, mm-hmm. this one speaks to me.
0: Yeah, oh, does it? Uh, tell me, uh, what does it say to you?
4: Well, it, uh, it's almost as if someone is um, struggling with what they had dreamed, and upon digging further into it, they start to lose all sense of reality. It's uh, um, almost of a horrific nature upon discovery of what lies beneath
0: monsieur monsieur it is as if you have stepped inside my mind for a moment you have read my deepest most innermost thoughts and you have you have divined the purpose with which i have i have constructed this thing no 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 i was i was compelled to make this yes yes we are of two minds oh no 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 we are uh, two of one mind, yes.
4: Well, that's not the only mind that's here. This is I uh, look to, towards the two behind me. But uh, yes, I, I I make a habit of uh, this, my expertise is in human studies, and I uh, I knew that this one was particularly special. Well, well,
0: yeah. All of the objects here, the pieces here, are for sale. If it speaks to you. Uh, I shall give you discount, yes? I shall take uh, 10% off, yes. That's too kind of you. No, 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 no. For a a kindred spirit who sees the world as I do, understands our dreams, tell us science, give us portents and omens, of course, yes. Yes, yes.
4: There are some that say that it is processing what you have seen in the real world of what you've only seen with your eyes and that has been filtered through to you you process what would have what would have torn your mind asunder at
0: night monsieur monsieur are you ah are you an artist yourself a, 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 a sculptor and a, a writer perhaps i've been called an artist before yes indeed indeed Oh, uh, you must, uh, you must, uh, you must accompany me. We are, I have, uh, I am part of several artist groups within this tea. There are movements afoot here, Monsieur. Movements. We are exploring dreams. Uh, we have names for it, of course. Uh, I have a, a distant, uh, a friend I, uh, I I I drink wine with, André Paton. Uh, we have uh, discussed uh, a new, a new movement. We are moving beyond pure abstraction. Where's. Randomness, but rather, our dreams are feeding our subject matter. We are digging into them deeply. Uh, we are surrealism. We are calling it yes. In movements, yes. I believe you would be most uh, most interested in.
4: I th- I think I am. I have had something calling to me every single time I go to sleep, ever since I was a child. Something oh. I can't explain. Is it uh, haunting you? No. It... Oh. No. It's telling me that I, that I am on the right path for my journey and I will one day, one day,
0: re- realize my full potential. I, I believe you will, yes, yes. I shall write uh, contact information on the receipt after you purchase and then you uh, could come drink wine with us and we will show you uh, what, uh, what the artists, the real artists are doing here in Paris.
4: Yes? Yes, well, I should brush up on my French then.
2: Uh,
0: oh, of course, of course. But uh, but of course, uh, if I am with you, I shall change date for you, yes, yes?
4: It is much appreciated to say. So, um, yes, I. are we of one mind as I look over towards um, Grigori? And is Joseph still there? Or did he wander off?
1: I think Tidwell is starting to wander off. You see him following okay. some things mm. okay um, it, it works fantastic
2: for me i am all aboard okay so i will go about paying attention the entire time
4: yeah i will go about requisitioning this then
0: okay it's very expensive uh the prices here are not cheap uh so <laughs> i will but I say 10 percent yeah you did get 10 percent he says that to all the guys uh <laughs> so i'll say a credit rating uh mm-hmm. you could have gregory assist you take a bonus die uh sure Yes. If if Grigori's willing to do that, of course. I'm sorry. I'll do it, of course. Okay. This is definitely outside your daily spending limit, uh, essentially. Mm -hmm. You can do it. You can do it. Uh, I believe in you. I would love the assist. So if
4: if he's assisting, I just uh, increase the die by one? Just take take a bonus die so
0: when when the pop-up comes up, slide it over with one bonus die. And there are, uh, thank you, John. Mix. There's the bits. There are some uh, bits and stuff too as well. 17 under 60. Uh, very, very nice. Uh, so it's a hard success. Uh, yeah, you're able, he will wrap up this, uh, this sort of strange statue, this, uh, mixture of found object objects sort of pieced together to create something from a dream. Uh, he will wrap it up very delicately. Uh, he will put it in like a, a wooden crate with sort of straw cushioning here and there. He'll, Write up a receipt uh for your goods. Uh he will put a, a small uh address as well, uh if you're interested in uh, his gallery, uh where, where he his loft, where he uh where he uh makes these uh uh makes these pieces. Uh and he'll say, Oh, thank you very much, thank you very much. And then he looks over to Gregory as well. Uh, Monsieur, merci, merci. Yes, you're welcome. Uh quickly, while well, we've
2: got your attention. Ah,
4: yes. This has been a
2: mis- piece that I've been looking for for a bit, it, but yeah, following its trail has been difficult, to say the least. That's fine. Uh, maybe you would have some idea. It was a piece that was sold after the war to someone in Milan.
0: Ah, oh, well, uh, I'm afraid I would need... to. Uh... More information, Uh, Milan has uh, many uh, uh, artists in the many uh, many who are curious. Uh, uh, What can you tell me of the piece? Do you have uh, an artist, uh, a name, a title? I've got very
2: little. Uh, Quick, let me confer with my friend here in private for a moment to make sure that I'm pronouncing this correctly. (laughs) I don't want to embarrass myself again. I don't know if for the eighth time today. Should we just tell this guy exactly what it is? Like we're looking for the set of Car simulacrum. Or should we be trying to find some other way to describe a thing that we have no idea what exactly it is?
4: Well, I would normally go for describing the piece, but since we don't know what the piece looks like, I think we
2: will have to use its name. Otherwise, Very- this, won't, this won't bear any fruit. Very good. You go pronounce it at him, and I'll nod my head knowingly. All right. Um, This is Adam forgetting.
4: I know I always just remember it as a simulacrum. What's the first part again?
0: Setifcar simulacrum.
4: Okay. Um, Yes. We don't know what it looks like, unfortunately. Um, We've only heard it as a satisfy simulacrum. Oh, my goodness. Simulacrum. Uh you know, I a, was
2: worried about embarrassing myself. I know, I know.
4: <laughs> roll a luck check, uh Killian. <laughs> no, after I spent all that. <laughs> Sorry. And if you fail it,
0: he's got a gun. <laughs> we <laughs> do <laughs> have
3: uh lots of uh audience bonuses for however we are making it. are doing
0: plus +10, +10% or something like that for a roll. I think that's what we're Egg doing. the ball. <laughs> I I like... do it. Yeah, we'll do that.
4: So
3: okay. um, thank you generous audience.
4: Oh, that that did it because my luck ten, was eight with a ten percent. If you take
0: one, that is a yeah. success. Yay, thank you. Okay. My Whoa. Um, okay. When you mention it, his uh, he he will you will see, you will notice for a moment that his his eyes that uh, that have been somewhat beady uh, kind of grow wide uh, at the name, and uh, he sort of uh, his name uh, I have heard this spoken. Before I have uh, not uh, familiar with the, uh, with the piece, but I have heard it in certain circles across the city. There are, um, what is the word? A uh, cult, a uh, cult cities, uh, excuse me, a uh shops, mm-hmm. and shopkeepers, and various people of uh, smaller groups that have interest in such things, I believe. Um, but uh, I am afraid I do not know. Specifically, uh, anything uh, about it, uh, I, I I might theorize that uh, if you are, if it is sold, you said, it was sold to someone. Um, yes, from hmm. Milan. If there is no, uh, if there is no specific reference to it, it is perhaps it was sold uh, as a, uh, as something it is not. It was perhaps, um, hmm. One or both of the parties did not understand its value, or it was uh, sold, uh as, uh, uh, well, as one thing or another. If it is a, a statue, for instance, uh, I sometimes uh, buy reclaimed pieces, metals, stone, uh, gems, and such that were once used in something else. So perhaps it could have been sort as rubbish. Uh, but uh, I'm afraid I, I don't know uh, of anything for certain. Uh, however, if you are curious, there are some places, uh, you might, uh, inquire elsewhere in the city there, uh, the, uh, he'll kind of, kind of think for a bit, um, there is the, uh, uh, what is it, the, uh, in your language, it is, uh, the black seller, La cave Noire, uh, it is, uh, in Mont-Monte, Uh a basement shop, it is very hard to see, it, uh, it is difficult to find, very narrow, Uh, Uh, But it is somewhat hidden, obscured. Uh, It is uh, a place where people who who know it is there are the ones who are welcome, and those who do not know of it uh, are not. Uh, But perhaps uh, this place might have more information for you. Mm. Very well. How do we get there? Uh, You get a uh, taxi, and you say, take me to Montmartre. And then, uh, and then he'll kind of give you a couple extra uh, in- instructions on turns and landmarks and things. All right. All right. Very good. We need to go to Monty Monty. <laughs> uh, Joseph, what were you doing as you were chasing after these kids, by the way? Well, I've seen
1: some of the kids. I've seen a couple of places where they were reporting to. My first thought is I buy some cheap street food. I walk across and I politely take a bite out of one, hand the remainders to one of these kids before he has a chance to pick my pocket. I'm so sorry. I'm stuffed. I'm famished. Please, take this. He does this to two or three of the children, slowly making his way back to the place where he knows they've been reporting to. And then he'll just lean against the wall, light one cigarette, light a second, and then say out loud to no one in particular, except he knows there's a person there the kids have been reporting to. I see a lot of people here. They're either trying to show a lot of class or purchase some class. I... I'm a traditional American ass. I just care about the end of the business. I care about getting the money. I'm an ugly face. I don't have money, but I know somebody who does. And he's looking for things that aren't for sale here. And we'll see if somebody responds.
0: Uh, let's see, because you're trying to get one of the kids to respond, right? Um, well, I, I, I like paid. I gave food
1: to the kids. Okay. I'm seeing if because I saw where they were reporting to. And I'm I can bait whoever they're reporting to. To like.
3: You found an adult out. at the top of the food chain. Uh,
1: yeah. I'm roll. trying to like bait the adult at the top of the food chain. Okay. Exactly.
0: Uh, I would say you can roll like a luck test, maybe. Uh, okay. Can do, a, you can do a luck test. I know you have Perfect. a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I have 99 luck.
3: 80 so the
0: 80s still exist. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay uh you see uh some of the kids coming and going from a, a specific uh specific tent that has no real adornment other than as you get closer to it very light stitching of some sort of symbols on the flaps. you're not sure exactly what they mean could be a different language but doesn't ring a bell or it could just be someone trying to feign a certain level of occultism uh, but you can see inside there is a woman uh who is sitting uh, on what looks to be a cushioned chair, dressed all in black, probably in her midish forties or so. Uh, and every now and then one of the children will come up and whisper something into her ear and they will run away. Uh, and she will call out in French, uh, yes sir, can I help you? Come, come inside. Don't be, uh, don't be afraid. They'll step into the tent
1: and reflexively, because it's the first phrase he learned in French, not in the face.
0: Indeed. Uh, not in what is not in the face? And she's speaking Don't shoot me in, in the French. face. Okay. Um, uh, okay.
1: I am ugly face, man.
0: You do, in fact, <laughs> have, have friend a very... with
1: money, want buy thing, not shown here. I see. She's
0: this is like, Joseph's terrible French. She is I see what is it you are looking to buy? Um
1: skin thing simulacrum. <laughs> okay, I'm just going, he's got like 20% French.
0: <laughs> that's I think that's as good as it's coming through. Roll a French test, first of all.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Would you like an extra 10% before you roll?
1: (laughs) Oh, sure. Why not? They'll put me at a whopping... uh, How do I add plus 10? Well, I'll just know it is. So they'll put me up to a whopping 30. You know what? I'll spend that 14 luck.
0: All
4: right.
1: I don't know, man. You're getting pretty low. I know.
0: <laughs> Running on
1: fumes. <sighs> Running on fumes. I don't know what to do with my luck's not in the 90s.
0: Okay, so you say skin, simulacrum, et cetera. Um, she will say uh, skin. Uh, uh, you are uh, misogynistic. Uh, you may go to Maison Saffote and she starts speaking extremely fast, like it's kind of dizzying. Uh, there In are letter the introduction. No, uh, it is the uh, me friend. If I go, it is uh, a veterinary school. Uh, there are uh, flayed sculptures. Is this you? This what you seek? C.
1: Uh, We. We. Yes. We. Yes. We. We are looking for this. Correct. Yes. Uh,
0: Maisons afoot? Maisons afoot. Oh, goodness. Uh, Yes. Uh, It is veterinary school. There are displays of... Of flayed sculptures, skinless. Yes. Very upsetting for some to look at. Yes. Thank you. Um, You
1: are welcome. Wonderful kids out there. Very talented. They are indeed. Is there for that?
0: He just points at a random thing. How much for that? There's quite literally nothing in here. It's just her sitting on a chair, and that's it. She's just sitting there, and she's got what looks like a book in her in her lap, and she's just reading her book, and the kids run in, whisper something to her, and they run away. She says, uh, that is the tent wall. I shall not sell it. I would need it in case it snows.
1: I'm really bad at this. It was a pleasure to meet you. My name's Joseph.
0: You're a wonderful lady. Thank you. Goodbye, Joseph. You have a very, uh, recognizable face.
1: I do. I'm ugly as sin. Indeed.
0: Au revoir. Au and you, revoir. And you feel like the kid's kind of tugging on your jacket, not to pickpock you, but just to get you at the hell out of the tent at that point. This is getting kind of awkward. Uh... Okay, let's cut over to Reginald. Reginald, you got thrown out of the library. What are you doing, man? <laughs> you... Do I have a general idea of where they'd be going today?
5: Because uh, I might wander, but that, you I, I
0: spoke to the concierge, right? I would say it's perfectly reasonable to say everyone was together when you set your plans. So everyone was, that's perfectly fine. Sure.
5: I'll take a taxi over there and just start wandering around hoping I might bump into somebody
0: uh okay uh are you specifically looking for them or are you just sort of looking for anything for them that? okay uh just roll a luck test i would say And see if you happen to bump into one yes okay uh you do in fact you see uh gregory and in, in killian uh they have a a crate uh, about three feet long kind of tucked you know tucked underneath uh one of their arms uh they are walking and you see uh yeah you see the two of them you don't see joseph but you see the two of them fellas what's going on what do you got there it's a
2: piece of art gregory gregory i can't hear you speaking but no words are coming out of your mouth (laughs) this mute button tonight i swear to
4: god can't catch tongue it does! Well, unfortunately, it's on the side of this box, this crate we're carrying, and he keeps bumping into it.
2: Yes. Anyway, it's art, apparently, very dark and broody. He, he likes it quite much. Uh, we did find out that we've got to go to a place called Monty Monty.
5: The Monty yeah. Monty, let's go! Hey, where's yes. Joey?
2: Uh, I don't know. He was we there, seem- and then he wasn't. We seem
4: to have lost him, but I did gain entry into a society of dreaming. That swell like
1: 20 feet away, Joseph is showing a kid how to do a Pratt fall. <laughs> Here's the thing. you pretend like they bumped into you. you make them feel bad because they injured you, a poor, helpless child. This is the way you fall, and you really sell it this way to make it look like they hurt you. They give you some money to make sure that they hush you up. and I'll give a kid some tips on how to do Pratt Falls to look like they were injured.
0: That sounds wonderful. a good person. Uh, Reginald, roll a spot hidden test. Spot hidden. I'm good at this. Okay. 12.
3: Oh, my gosh. This is where all my dice luck is. It is not Uh, with me. It is with Matt.
0: Oh, my God, Melissa. It's not all about you, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, Reginald, you... Notice as Joseph is uh, is sitting there and teaching this kid how to do this fall, uh, you notice that there are a couple men, um, maybe about 10, 20 feet past him, that are kind of slowly approaching him, and they are dressed what look to be in these sort of dark dark clothing. You're not sure if it's a coat or a robe. You're not really sure, but you see there's li- these little various decorations around like their cuffs the neck here and there your uh, bones stones it's hard to tell at the distance um but you see like they're very curious and they're sort of approaching joseph and one of them is sort of you kind know, slipping a hand like into like their clothing as if they're reaching for something
5: okay i will like nudge gregory next to me and just eh, like get his direct his attention in that direction and I go, Joey duck!
0: <laughs> Too pretful. fall. <It's> <laughs> Joey. you duck. And when you kind of roll and you like kind of look in the direction maybe where Reginald or Gregory's pointing, you look over and you can see there are these guys that are they've got these kind of dark, like oh like kind of roundish hats on that are that are kind of hanging fairly low, uh very dark skinned as well. Uh, And you see one of them uh, like, like points out in your direction and you, and you see their eyes just kind of grow just absolute wide. Like when you can see the white surrounding the iris and they're like, you, you, you have come back to us at last. And they start like moving closer to you at this point, like little faster and faster. And all of them now start kind of reaching in to their robes and begin start pulling some things out. Uh, what do you want to do? Is there this a is in English? Uh, yes, it was in English. Uh, it, accent hard to, to to you know kind of uh, figure out, but it was definitely an accent. Um, what do you want to do? His. Those men have tons of money in their pockets. Get them now! <laughs> and I run. <laughs> oh god uh, roll um, roll a charm test or persuasion or fast talk one of those uh, you can take I'm a bonus die. Them. you can take a bonus die because you've had like, good relations with them but you can take a bonus die for them charm okay.
1: fast talk
0: where's persuasion under
1: uh, It's all I out guess charm is cold. my I'll do charm with bonus dice I'm okay. gonna be terrible at this it's worth it oh there's the bonus dice thing
0: Um, you know what? I'll spend a lot. Oh my god, dude! You're rolling so well. All right, so you spent, spent yeah, little, and like, they look up at you, and like the one kind of gets up, dusts themselves off, looks over, and you can see like about six of them just start to swarm over top of these like three guys a little bit. A few of them are just like, so but but so can I help you? And they're kind of like tugging at their coats and stuff here and there. And then you start to run. What are the rest of you doing?
2: I am very curious. <laughs> And with Joseph out of harm's way, I will go and shoo the children off and help these men up. Okay. And in the process, try to very sneaky-like frisk them to find out, because I think they were going for autograph books, but they may be
0: guns. Roll a sleight of hand test.
2: You've got it, Sam. (laughs)
0: 24 that is a success you uh you reach into like as you're helping them up you you take an out like one of them kind of gets knocked down you help them up and as you do like you kind of do the classic dust them off but while you're doing that the other hand kind of reaches in and you you see that they were in fact uh pulling out your your hunch was correct like this small little leather booklet uh and you can see that on the inside of it there is this old kind of, uh, kind of folded up uh, movie poster uh, of, and you can see like there's various credit names on it, and one of them is Joseph Tidwell. Maybe one of your earlier films besides Scaramouche. <laughs> uh, and they're like, <laughs> oh, they're like, oh, you all must be friends of Mr. Tidwell.
2: Yes, yes, he just came off of Scaramouche not long ago. Yes, and I'll is- yell out. Mr. Tidwell, it's fine. They're not tax collectors.
0: Uh, and Mr. Tidwell, uh, I would say maybe you, va- you can actually roll a listen test and see if you heard that. If not, you're okay. Running. You're still running for days.
1: <laughs> yeah, for for reasons, I might have run.
0: Yeah.
1: Nope, I don't hear it.
0: Yeah, and you're just running. So, Grigori, you're kind of shouting the name. <laughs> And like their guys are kind of looking at you. They 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 are dressed very peculiarly. Um, I will say, roll uh, roll yeah. a psychology test. Yeah, absolutely. Like. Uh, I don't
2: have that on my character sheets.
0: Oh, that's not a good sign.
2: It's not. Uh,
0: it probably. Means let me you, just throw uh, it
2: on there. Don't have much in it. It means all I can do is go co- up, well, correct? There okay. it is. I found it.
0: Okay. that's No, but I failed. They seem very put out. Uh, you would imagine probably because one of them just got knocked over and th- this Joseph uh, that they, you know, that they were very excited to, to locate ran off. So they seem very irritated. They kind of like sort of, give you a very curt thank you but then at the same time kind of push you off and then their heads kind of start looking up and they speak to each other in a language you don't recognize actually actually, is it italian um you can roll uh roll an intelligence test
2: i can do that i am no dum-dum I rolled a oh one. God. I
0: am a super not dum dumb.
3: Wow.
0: A super not dum-dum. He <laughs> rolls a critical... Su- oh, my God. Uh, so extreme success, critical. Uh, mm. You recognize <laughs> the language. Uh, it is, in fact, Kenyan. Uh, and not only that, you might even understand some of the words. So I'll give you, uh, because of this, I'll give cause you, you, you've spent time in Africa, correct? Oh yes. Yeah. Big game hunting and stuff. So maybe this is where it comes from. Uh, I even give you like a, like a 20% of like fluency maybe. And you hear them sort of, it's sort of broken, but they talk about uh, like, the, the chosen one, the chosen one has returned to us at last. We must find him. They must find him. He was here. I have seen him. You have seen him too. <laughs> and they're just kind of going back and forth. And it and it starts to get, a, you start to get a feel from the conversation that if this is fandom, this is some really fervent and unsettling fandom. But they also don't seem to connect you and Joseph. And so they kind of just push you off and dismiss you. And they start wandering away, looking very carefully at all the tents and stalls.
2: I'll call out to them in the bit of broken Kenyan that I have. Listen, listen, I know Mr. Tidwell. If you tell me your business with him,
0: maybe I can arrange a meeting. One of them comes up, gets right into your face, and says- I don't like uh, this.
2: Personal space, my lad.
0: uh, To you, uh, in an accented English, because he kind of starts to sense that you're not very good at speaking this language. Fair. He says, you are friends- with Mr. Tidwell. That is what I said. Mr. Tidwell. Are you close friends with him?
2: Lovers, in fact.
0: Oh, I didn't know. uh, I'm not, uh, but um, I just don't like uh, how intensely
2: he's questioning me.
0: Yeah. Indeed. And like they look back to each other, and they start spreading around. And you see suddenly you are sort of semi-surrounded by these three men, Grigori. And they say, well then, we shall not go to him. We shall make him come to us. Oh no, I breakdance. (laughs) And one of them pulls back the robe and you see tucked into their belt, this long curved bladed sword. Like, like a, I don't like this at all. Like a long knife, not so much a sword.
2: I feel misled <laughs> by
0: the poster. <laughs> and they will say to you,
1: <laughs> if you come
0: with us quietly, we will not harm you. <laughs> or,
2: I'll come with you, not at all, and I'll run away. Okay,
0: well, we'll see how that goes oh, in a sec. Yes. What's your... Oh. Uh, let's see, what's your dex? Your dex is 70? Oh, good. Yes! Okay, you're gonna need to make a test to try to run away here. <laughs> uh, let's, let's see <laughs> This is
3: where you needed that uh success.
0: By the it way, Achilles and Reginald, I'm yeah, assuming you're we're nearby. just watching. You're I, I, I we're just stay there watching <laughs> I, what's going on. You're welcome to do whatever you want. Uh <laughs> oh. but Gagori, if you're trying to break free, because they kind of got an arm like he's kind of got an arm on you and you're sort of you're wow. sort of like surrounded at this point. Uh go ahead and we'll say roll hmm uh you can do i guess you could probably do some kind of dex test or you could do a dodge if you would like as you try to dodge away
2: if you said i can do a dex
0: test i would love to do that one okay go ahead and roll dex okay uh, uh, it will it will be contested uh so yes I'm going, you know, I spend luck on that. It's the success. So it is the success. So the way contested things work is we do tiers, right? Whether it's regular success, uh, hard success, or extreme success. Uh, so yes. I can, I'll tell you right now, I rolled a James Bond. Uh, I rolled a 007. How dare you? Uh, which would actually be a extreme success. So you would need to spend, in this case, you need to get down to 14. Uh, so you would need to spend what looks like 42 points of luck
2: 52 you rolled it wait you rolled this fifty-two?
0: yeah it's 52 52 plus 14 is 66
2: yeah. yeah i'm not getting captured by strange men
0: in a market with
2: swords i am okay. spending 52 luck okay
0: wow so gregory you bolt and you start running uh Killian and Reginald, you see this happen, uh, but you also see that they begin chasing Grigori. Uh Reginald and Killian, are you doing anything in this particular? Oh instance?
1: no, leave my lover uh, alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Killian will
4: um, start running along, but he's carrying a crate, so I don't know how fast he would be able to try and keep up.
0: Okay, I would. I mean, they don't seem to have paid attention to you or Reginald. Right, like they are focusing right. on Gregory. So it's up to you if you want to run or not. What's going on here? What what happened before I arrived? <laughs> well, they appear to be giving her a
4: go a chase, and uh, I Is hate was three of them to catch up with him.
5: I don't know. Alexander he broke into there.
4: I only <laughs> caught I only cut the end of it, and he said he was lovers with Joseph. <laughs> <And> so,
2: <laughs> Is uh, he? I'm a thumb man. What can you say?
3: I'm just laughing at the level of urgency of like. Gregory running away, and they're just like, "This is an interesting situation." He's found himself. Uh, in. I, thought I, don't know.
5: Oh. I thought we were.
3: I thought we were. Joseph
1: is just trucking
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph's back we in were... London.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I thought we were running and trying to converse at the same time.
3: Okay, but, sure. Um, I was imagining you've got the crate, yeah. and it's just sort of like we're just standing you're there, using there it as like cars to people. Okay. <laughs>
4: No, okay, Killian will try and be careful with the crate, so he may not be oh. as fast.
3: This coming from Oops, the person that's... that just ripped the really, really important library books so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> My suggestions are not the best,
0: <laughs> speaking of which, let's go back to the library for a moment uh and then we'll come back and resolve this uh this situation, which has gone terribly, terribly awry. Uh, so Melissa, you've been researching for a bit as Pema and, uh, you're doing this all on your own now. So no more bonus die for you. So it's just a pure library use and, and, and French test. And you're sort of looking into the like, Comte to Fenelix stuff. You're looking into sort of probably what you're looking through here. Like these old, like French revolution, um, sort of found, uh, documents, diaries, maps, uh, letters, correspondence, that sort of thing. Uh, but go ahead and roll library, a library use and a French roll. Actually, I'll so say you French roll you can roll over, but just uh, give me a new library use test.
3: Yes. So my library use is 70 and I rolled an 85. So no. I'm going to take my 27 luck and spend... I, f- I forgot to call the audience ahead of time. So um, I will go down to 12 luck. So that I can pass the library. <laughs> we have test. the same amount of luck. Good gracious.
0: Okay, so uh, you have been reading uh, specifically about Comte Finlick in these last few hours. Uh, maybe the hair in the back of your head might be standing up slightly as random stuff is happening with the guys over at the uh, at the the marketplace. But you, you've just been reading and reading and reading. And you have come across what appears to be um, a diary, uh, specifically a diary. I'll go ahead and share this with you. Uh, it looks like the diary of a woman by the name of Mademoiselle de Brin, uh, who was a member of the Queen's Court uh, during uh, the summer of 1789, June specifically. Uh, and you, you notice that the, there's a ton of like, water damage with this particular piece, so you're being very, very careful with it. Many of the, the pages aren't properly bound any longer, so they're sitting free. Uh, most of what you're reading seems to be dealing these very petty intrigues of kind of affairs and court life, stuff like that, that plague the court. Uh, and you do come across, as, as you had sort of previously seen briefly, uh, this, this notion of some kind of scandal. Uh, and specifically it's written, uh, is sort of like how it's, how it's written a little bit, The spelling is a little bit different, but the pronunciation you imagine is, is, is probably the same. Um, and I'll, sh- let me see if I can share it with you here and then you can read it. Uh, let's see. So if you want to look at the, bottom half of that uh, this would be the diary of mademoiselle de Boon do you see that I just tried to share it yes I do sure. yep. okay so, so if you want to read the bottom go for it
3: okay so June 1789 uh, the Comte was like a sun among us shedding his light and making all rejoice in oh I lost it it went away
2: you gotta click on the left
3: oh there it is okay uh, sorry uh, shedding his light and making all rejoice in his pleasures His feasts are said to be the most lavish and lascivious yet seen in our city. It was then that it became apparent that much evil was afoot, and the queen became angered. The king's men did raid the house, and much was destroyed, and the comte was arrested.
0: So you've been researching for three, four more hours going through all these different and you kind of come across the first time you've come across a specific reference to this comte, this count. Um, do you want to continue researching or do you want to leave? You probably do one more roll today. We'll say.
3: Uh, yeah, I would continue, uh, especially since it's just me and I've got to make up for uh, accidentally pretending like I fired uh, Mr. Abernathy.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and roll another libraries. use.
3: Okay, I am going to announce ahead of time that I am taking a 10% from the audience, our generous, generous audience, uh, which will not help me in the least because I rolled a 92 and I only have 12 luck, so I can't get there. Okay. Can Uh, I...
0: You can push. You can always push, but there's dangers mm, to pushing.
3: I mean, it's what we're here to do. Okay. So, can I keep the 10
0: i think you have to take the new when you push you take the new role uh,
3: okay so. and i still get the 10 percent from the audience there we go that's a five under 70.
0: really is it a so that's a that's a extreme success okay i, I will give are. you two new pieces uh I'll put them in the same area uh and you can go ahead and read them if you want uh, one is a report specifically uh, from one by the name of Captain Louis Melon, who apparently led an assault uh, on Fenelik's mansion in a, uh, a place called Poissy, which is a suburb west of Paris. Uh, and he kind of sort of, you're seeing a report that he filed at some point, kind of mixed in with various other court documents uh, that you were able to sift through. Most of those court documents have just absolutely nothing to do with what you're researching, but this one was particularly interesting. So if you want to read it, go right ahead.
3: Uh, before I do that, welcome in Raiders, Murder Hobos, and Choco Bros. All right, so June 1979. When we arrived, the feast was still in progress. Men and women were running like rabid dogs. We chased them out, arresting the ones who we were not who were not able to vouch for themselves. I sent six men to capture the Comte when I entered the chambers beneath. I cannot bring myself to describe what I saw there, save that we had entered a cesspool, and it was hell. God protect us. Many devices of torture, lay in many chambers. One of my men found a strange Nuremberg virgin, which was locked. Fearing to find a fresh occupant, we smashed it open, but found it to be empty. It was a dark day when the noble vermin, such as Fenelik, did descend upon Poissy, and if God does not punish him for his sins, then the king surely will. It was with a just heart that I did give the order to burn the house, And those who remained below though the Comte did howl and scream as though his very soul was burning. We then took him to the place that would be his new home. There may he rot.
0: Okay. And then the other piece that you find, and this is, again, this is all spanning hours and hours and hours. Uh, so this is like your entire day has been spent doing this. Um, And you've been getting fairly lucky as there's a significant number of uh, documents here. And you just happened to found a few that kind of work for you. And the last piece you're going to get is a journal from uh, the Queen's physician uh, that specifically is sort of making some notes where Comte Phenelic's name has popped up once more. Uh, So that should be in the same document. You can go ahead and read that one if you like. Okay. Also June
3: 1979. Two nights later, the soldiers of the king went in force to the Comte's villa to halt his excesses. After they burned his mansion, they brought the Comte before the king's deputy, who then ordered me present to deliver an opinion. Fenelic was screaming and writhing. It was easy to see that he was mad. As a nobleman and a madman, he could not be executed. So I suggested that a merciful king might place Fenelic in Charenton Asylum. The king's deputy apparently decided upon this course and arranged that Fenelik be taken there. Later, the king expressed his disapproval and the the disposition was made permanent. The last I learned of him was that he had been locked away in a cellar because he had attacked other patients.
0: Okay. And just to clarify, it's 1789, uh, not like I think you said nineteen eighty seven or something. Like that. Yeah, all <laughs> of them. Bad. All of them came out in June seventeen. So all of those pieces were like because you can see a lot of these things were sort of compiled by year, by month, and they weren't necessarily separated in terms of what kinds of documents they were, but they were sort of focused on on year and date, uh, and you kind of were able to piece some of these things together. Okay, so with that and with that done, uh, let's kick back to this impromptu chase scene that we're now gonna <laughs> suddenly have to deal with uh as Grigori is out in front. Joseph, you're actually okay because I don't think they even were able to find you. I didn't uh, hear it. I'm gone. <laughs> you're just still going. You're still nope. going. Uh um open Nope. Gregory, Sillian and Reginald. Grigori, you're out in front. Cillian and Reginald you're kind of a little bit behind and then these these uh these cultists. So uh, here's what we're going to do. Let's treat this like sort of like a, a sort of a skill challenge sort of situation where each one of you can kind of give me a check that you want to do to try to help kind of separate yourselves from this uh, this group that's chasing you. Like how do you want to go about either eluding them, uh, outpacing them, uh, or some other strategy you have. Uh, and so each one of you will do a role and we'll see how how well you do and that'll determine whether or not they catch you or whether or not you get away.
5: So there's Gregoria up front, I'm assuming, then the yes. cultists, and then us somewhere behind. Uh, I'm fine to catch with up. it.
0: If you want to treat it like that, I'm okay with saying, because you guys did talk for a bit, so I guess they did break first, so you probably are slightly behind them.
1: Mm. Mm.
4: All right, well... Uh, throw the <laughs> crate at them. Killian's uh-huh. uh, going to say... Just meet uh, just meet us back at um uh the Balmoral. Knowing that that's the wrong one.
0: Ah, ah okay. Uh, hopefully, sure, hopefully, hopefully Gregory will pick up on that. Uh sure. Uh fast talk, I guess we could do. We can roll okay. that.
5: Can I say? I don't know how I could assist in that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> say it at the same time, altogether.
5: Yeah. Uh,
4: this is what i'm legendary at so go for it man Fancy. yeah so 95.5
2: okay
3: wow
0: you what you're
3: sure oh, that was sarcasm sarcasm, sarcasm.
0: yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's very obvious guy.
4: that i was trying to throw them yeah i have a 65 yeah. in fast talk you
0: should let me do the talking here
3: oh <laughs> so oh so i'm maybe... good at the other
0: talking Maybe as you go to say it, you stumble over your own hotel, and you kind of get halfway through the word, and then you say it again. But then you're shouting, you're running, you're not sure if they heard you. If they did hear you, you're not sure if they've kind of pieced it together at this point. But none of them, none of them, turn back to look at you as you as you shout. Uh, Reginald, do you have something in mind? I don't know. <laughs> policia, policia. <laughs> certainly tried. I don't are... know where police is in French. Uh, there are, there are certainly folks around like the market that you've seen, maybe that had some, that's some, some uniforms call out for the police and point
5: at the men. Uh, What would you like
0: me to roll? So you're you're shouting police police and you're pointing at these men that are chasing stri- Gregory The
5: oddly dressed men who are tra- chasing Gregory. They kind of st- I'm assuming they stand out cuz you said they had, like, well, it's sort jewels of in a
0: and cultish like flea market so there are oh. some people dressed a little peculiarly that you've seen. Uh if it was a normal street they would probably stand out here eh, it's a little more normal. Uh, are yeah, dudes with swords chasing someone it's just a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you did see that there were stalls with old antique weaponry and stuff too here as well. Uh, like flails and maces and old rusted daggers and things like that. Uh, Reginald, you can, I don't know. You can roll a, uh, roll a fast talk too if you want. Do we grab a flail and fight them? Uh, you're welcome to bust out into combat. If you want to fight them, if you want to try to tackle them, 40 them. success. Okay. So you're running, you're running, you look over, and you can see that there is this man police uniform, he's like at a stall, he's kind of looks like he's kind of holding up like what looks like some sort of crystal necklace kind of holding it up, and he's sort of talking to like the 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 vendor a little bit, and then you kind of shout kind of almost bump into them, and he kind of turns around and he's like, what what soccer blue, and he kind of drops uh <laughs> <laughs> he drops the. That yeah, was gonna be stupid when I opened my mouth. He drops the crystal necklace, shatters on the ground. You hear the vendor start getting oh, really angry, oh, oh. and then they start running as well as the they, and They stop, stop, and they're saying this in French, whatever the hell stop is in French. Let's stop. Array. Let's, Array. stop. Let's stop. Let's let French, is it? Okay. Yeah. And so they're chasing. I know because chasing. stop signs here are in, in English and French. And are pulling up some club like, uh, come back here, you vermin. Uh as they're chasing uh presumably the men who one of them maybe has like brandishing a knife at this point. Uh okay. Uh Grigori, what are you doing? I am going to do
2: the most respectable thing and try to hide.
0: Okay. Mm-mm, uh, mm-mm. roll a stealth test. Uh they are chasing you. Roll a stealth test this is gonna be contested. They'll 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 roll a spot hit. Oh. You. Oh,
2: ouch. oh, oh, all right. I leap into a trash can, but my feet are still sticking up in the air. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you feel it smells you like Le Pew in here. You feel <laughs> suddenly the the trash can, a force just hits the trash can and kind of knocks you over. You go stumbling down into the ground and this man drops down on you and puts a knife against your throat. uh, And then kind of starts to kind of pull you up and grab you uh, as if he's kind of trying to, to keep you, you know, kind of keep you close with the knife against your throat. Joseph roll a spot hidden or listen. If you prefer uh, one of the two to see if you can suss out something's happening.
1: Um, I'm going to try to listen because I figure I'm running. So I don't think I'm really like, look, I'll do listen. That feels more fair. Okay. And you know what? Just these giant fish ears of mine. I don't understand the logic.
0: You hear the sounds of Reginald and Killian shouting. Uh, You hear the sounds and with your little bit of French, you can hear the, uh, the policeman kind of shouting, stop, stop, stop right this minute. Stop. Uh, as he is sort of a, a, uh, a police officer who is now in the chase. Uh, you're able to follow the sound, and you see at this point Grigori is being brought up. Kind of has got a knife against his throat, uh, and the two others are kind of catching up. And then you see shortly behind, there's Reginald and Killian that are still kind of running. You're still probably 20 or so feet away. Uh, so let's do another round of this. Uh, and just tell me what everyone's doing. So now the situation is there's a cop. Well. There's these three cultists. One of them has a knife to Grigori's neck. Uh, there's trash on the ground. Uh, Killian and Reginald, you're running a little bit behind the last of these cultists, and you're almost caught up. So what does everyone want to do in this situation? I, we've learned in my long career as a, a big
2: game hunter that when the lion has you by the neck, you always hit him in the nads. So I would
0: like to make a brawl test. Okay. To try and disarm this man with a knife. Okay, you're gonna try. To, you're gonna try to disarm him. Okay, go ahead. will be. Con- I'm gonna make it contested as he's kind of got the. Yes, that's fair. It's nice knowing all of you.
3: <laughs> would you like a plus ten? Uh, it's
0: too
2: late for that. I
3: rolled a fifty-four.
0: Ah, uh, do you want to spend twenty-four luck to make that a success? I have twelve. Okay. Uh, well, he unfortunately also failed, uh, but you oh, failed good. too. So basically you're locked in a stem. You, you tried to wrestle free and he knows the hit to the nads maneuver quite well. So he shifts his body ever so slightly. And then he kind of like does like a head burn against, against your temple. And you're kind of a little dizzy from it as well. What about the other three, Joseph or Killian or Reginald? Uh, uh cop Killian, following you.
4: Killian's going to say, you know, if you kill his lover, will have nothing to lose, and you won't get what you want from
2: Joseph. I did say that.
4: Yeah, and Killing was listening. Okay. So I'm going to attempt to persuade him to
0: bring the knife down. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. So he's not... He doesn't seem to be trying to kill Grigori. Uh, if he wanted to, he probably could have stabbed him pretty easily uh-huh. thus far. It looks like he's just like trying maybe, to keep him. Yeah, keep maybe him open
4: negotiations or something like that. You know.
0: Okay. Uh, you can yeah roll a check. You can roll like a persuasion or something like that, uh, and then sort of walk through it. But I think if it's like don't kill him, it doesn't. You don't get the sense that they're actually trying to kill him. They're trying to capture him. So.
4: Yeah, more or less just something so to give him an opportunity to respond. Right.
3: Opening a dialogue. Uh,
0: 21 out of 50,
4: so two stars.
0: Uh, Okay. He will look towards you, and at this point, Reginald, Gillian, and then a few steps behind you, the cop is now almost there as well, uh, and he will say, if you... Back away now. We, we will not kill him. We will only harm him a little. And he starts to kind of back away at this point. The one with Gregorius is just sort of dragging Gregory, as the other two step in front and kind of put themselves between you and Gregory being dragged away. Uh, Reginald, what do you want to do?
5: Oh, are we getting
2: into
0: combat? Are we doing this? You don't have to. Do it. Oh, all you right. got this. I believe in you. The so cop is going to be here in a sec. That it'll help you. But it's just a cop. So it's just one.
2: Mm.
0: All right. Reginald stares off in space. His
5: eyes go in different directions. <laughs> he pulls out a mask and duns it. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Sweet. That's a frat. What am I doing, friend? Get back here, <laughs> my friend. You rogue <laughs> fool. <Sweet>. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to <laughs> launch the two of them flying. Double close line.
0: Oh my goodness. Uh, Go ahead.
2: <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> am I rolling?
0: Uh, yeah, so you're I mean you're rolling your your brawl. Uh, okay. And then <laughs> I will okay, so if you're rolling one of these two, uh, I'll do the fight for The back. windy snake, the wrangler has returned. See? So <laughs> You so You jump at one
5: of them. Sixty-four,
0: Mister GM. A sixty-four. Did you pass? Yes. All right. I rolled a thirty-seven. Uh, let's see. You would need to. Uh, they're both regular successes. So yeah, thirty-seven is just a regular success for me. Uh, so I think if they I think it's just since it's level, you jump at him. They try to stab at you. You kind of dodge underneath the knife at this point that they have just like kind of been holding underneath their robe and try to slash at you. Uh, and then they try to, and then you try to like kind of punch and they lean back and your your fist just missed their chin and it's just sort of a, a few misses, close calls, but nothing actually uh, actually happens here. Actually, let me, let me double check one thing. Sure. They choose to fight back. The attacker rolls oh, things go... Cool. Uh, so if the defender I'm trying to remember because there's t- different to the tie goes to the attacker on fight back so you do do damage actually because it's a tie so I yeah so yeah go ahead and roll I was just
5: damage. doing I want to do like like brawling like knock over I wasn't looking to like damage them I want to kind of knock them down the two that were in between mm-hmm. so just roll damage on that What? three damage
0: okay so you just max come up damage and, <laughs> it is nice three. you come up that that fist does actually connect on the chin, and you can see they kind of stumble back for a second, uh, <laughs> and they they seem like a little a little kind of taken aback and a little disoriented by your hit. Uh, Dancing on top of them, going back and forth.
1: <laughs> Joseph, right. you see, I see wrangler? my Reginald, or in this case, the Windy City Wrangler. He's doing his job. Nobody does the business quite like him. Me, I'm not in it for the pain. I'm in it to save Grigori He's not really my lover, but I do love him, and I don't want him to get his throat cut. So I'm going to run, and we've got these little tables with the curios and the other things, correct? Yes. I want to run. I want to jump off of one of them, leap, trying to grab my friend, and in a jumping twist, pull him away from the man with the knife.
0: Uh, that sounds absolutely my hero.
1: (laughs) Oh goodness! Would you say a jump would be appropriate?
5: I will take a jump, jump roll for sure. Jump up, jump up and get down.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Gregory.
0: That's exactly where I was going. Jump up, and jump up and get down. Yes. <laughs> so he's not, he doesn't, you're coming kind of from a flank. And so he doesn't actually see you. And now that, uh, now that Reginald, the Wrangler, has gotten into it, things have gotten a little awkward now in front is one of his, one of the two bodyguards that kind of stepped out in front of him, uh, the one holding the knife to Grigori's throat. So he's kind of a little disoriented. and He's trying to kind of turn Grigori and move quicker. But that's right when you leap and you reach up, you grab Grigori by the shoulders, kind of grab him in your arms, and then you turn and then you fall backwards and you crash into this display of Curios and crystals and small little rings and trinkets and things. A couple books go stumbling down onto the ground. You hear a woman, what is this? kind of screaming, kind of hitting you on the head with a broom uh, and like the tent kind of caves in a little bit. And now like you and Grigori are kind of tucked underneath this tarp inside of what is now a semi ruined display uh, for this vendor. At this point, we're going to say the copper rise. Um, <laughs> And gets a whistle out, and it's just blowing a whistle and blowing a whistle. And you hear all of a sudden, there's different uh, whistles that are kind of responding from elsewhere in the marketplace, uh, as if they're like kind of responding. They're coming, they're coming. Uh, and so he looks around. Uh, let me get see what he what he's observed so far. He's observed everything. As I real a double oh eight. And so he he will run up uh, to the other one of the two robed figures next to reginald now uh and he will he will scream you know like uh like put put the weapon down on the ground and uh and then he will uh go ahead and take his billy club and just sort of do a forward thrust with it right into the guy's stomach uh on this cop is this is the best i just rolled a 20 <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes let's uh, give this and- cop a name and, uh, we're, yeah, we're hiring like, him on the team we're recruiting <laughs> you
0: Guillaume, Guillaume. 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 Okay. you're on the shining force <laughs> he just thrust and, tush, and the guy f- like, kind of crumbles a little bit and then he kind of comes over top and kind of conks him on the head as well and so the guy crumbles to the ground at this point uh, I'm going to throw it back to you guys there's a cop here uh, it's a th- fuck N- run okay is that what you do yes all right, so you just start running. You just flee the scene at this point. Uh, Killian, what do you do? Uh, are
4: Joseph and Grigori still on the ground right now? They're tangled up you, in
5: that mess.
0: Th- last you saw, they got tangled up in this, this little tent, this curio shop. Uh, and you see things moving around. You hear people screaming, but you can't see them. But they're underneath there somewhere. Yeah, and then the original one is he's starting to run. Uh, yeah, he kind of stumbled uh, from Joseph. Um, I would say with the arrival of the cop, uh, yes, he is, in fact, starting to run.
4: Okay, I'm going to mark him by taking um, a small knife and throwing it towards his leg so that it'll slow him down. Okay, make a throw test. Uh, and hopefully he'll leave a
0: trail. Okay. All right. And I think I get, a, do I do a dodge on this? Let me see. Uh, do
4: we still have audience participation points?
3: Oh yes, we. Okay. You're gonna
4: take that. Oh, cool. Succeed.
0: Yeah, he does have a. I do get a dot. I, I can roll dodge on this if I forfeit. Sure. The next action. I think that
3: would give you a uh, hard success.
0: That would be 32 out of 50. No, it's not. Okay. 25 would be a hard.
3: It, a 25. No, you- g- giving you the ten. Oh yeah, never mind.
0: Okay. Math.
3: I know. Math. Like, I think I got it, Numbers I of got it. 18. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, you do, in fact, stick him, and you see the knife kind of sticks out of the back of his, kind of the back of his thigh, and he, and he continues to start to run, but this time you can see a noticeable limp at that point. Uh, okay. Uh, Gregory and Joseph, uh, what do you want to do?
2: Well... Joseph, if you want to do something brave, you're allowed to. I am going to start laying down our cover story for the police. <laughs> Help! Those men were trying to kidnap me for my considerable wealth, and these
1: kind fellows saved me. And while he's doing that under the cover of the tarp, I'm commando crawling away.
5: Okay, you're going to, try to let my away. rich,
1: well-spoken friend. Talk to the cops as I sneak away. all a stealth test. I'll try.
0: Oh, God. What happens? a good idea. Just go to the market. Uh, spend some luck? Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> I, you, I kind of enjoy failing this. As you like, kind of crawl The tarp away. is caught on his legs. He's <laughs> trying to crawl away. You crawl like underneath the backside of the tarp. You're coming out. And right as you come out, you look up. And there's a cop standing right there, having responded to the whistle, and he kind of looks down at you. Uh, Thank God you're here. I was in fear for my life.
1: Uh, fast talk. <laughs> oh yeah, sure.
3: Would you like it next? <laughs> you can do it. Boost. I believe. In I, it. You know, it's a
1: five or a fifteen. <laughs> you know what? Yes, I'll take that
5: plus ten. <laughs> All right. I'll get them resources. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: Jeff is he, over here uh, mathing at us.
0: He <laughs> reaches down. Uh, he picks. He like gives. He offers you a hand. Uh, he offers you a hand to kind of pick you up. And as you do, he slaps a manacle on like one of your wrists, pulls your arm back around your back, and slaps another. Merci. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll try to reason with him. Like, no, he saved my life. They had a knife to my throat.
0: Uh persuade, Grigori if you like. You've got it.
2: I've got a 10. Oh my god. I will gladly use an audience
5: boost. <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
2: so, so Gotta hit um, a 20 or less.
5: My personality al- is in the side of a, a dollar bill. You can propose an alter alternate
0: Skills, oh. charm, fast talk, or whatever, if there's something better. Let's like, see. Fast talk is a five. <laughs> I, I'll go with charm. Charm is, is a,
2: a 20. All the it. stuff it's I'm 40. really good at,
5: but the masked guy <laughs> ran away from <I>, the scene <laughs> of the crime. Ran away. Oh, God.
2: I'm really oh. good at shooting things with a rifle. Sadly, it's frowned upon in a city.
3: <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes. It
2: is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'll use charm and uh, audience die, meaning I've got to hit 30 or less. You can do it. I will spend one point of luck (laughs) taking me down to an 11. Okay. That is a
0: skin of the teeth success. Uh, Okay. He will say, uh, so he'll just say at this point, uh, as as stuff is still kind of going on, uh, he will look at you and he will say, um, uh, he'll say, that's maybe so. We will uh, square this, sort this out in a moment. For now, sit here and do not move. I will gladly comply. And he moves around and he starts uh, kind of closing in. Now, Killian, you're still in the thick of things, but you also now notice that there are about a half dozen policemen have now showed up. Uh, you yeah. can see that the, the two robed figures have, have, that, that are in front of you have, have suffered some level of pummeling uh, and they're surrounded. Uh, but one of them, one of the cops, one of the police will kind of come to you uh, and they will say in French, they will start speaking to you in French, uh, which I don't think you speak. What do you do, Killian, is they are like, like they are very aggressively and angrily asking you questions. parlez vous ingles? (laughs) You see them roll their eyes. (laughs) What's, what is the meaning of this? What is your role in all of this? Just lending
4: assistance. Uh, he's getting away as uh, I hold my hands up and I point in the direction and you know, look at the ground. He's François. leaving a trail.
0: There is another one. François. And he's, he, kind of, he, says, he says it all in French. And you see like one of yep. the other guys just start kind of bolts off. After the I'll, guy go, I'll
4: go with you and get my witness account.
0: Hmm. As
4: like uh, one arm is still trying to hold on to this crate. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, so what we'll, what we'll do is we'll say that the the intensity has, has gone down. Uh, we've got Joseph and Grigori sitting off to the side. Uh, we've got Reginald, who has run away uh, from the scene, fled the scene. Uh, and we've got Killian, who now is sort of face-to-face with a policeman who is trying to question him in a language that Cillian is not particularly versed in and that the policeman is not also <laughs> great at speaking English. Uh, and plus Pema is uh, is ripping up papers and going through books back at the library. And I'll feel, well, let's end it here uh, on this. We'll resolve this chaos next at the start of the next session. Uh, and then we'll get introduced oh. to the three new characters that we'll probably meet. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to be joining <laughs> Reginald and Pema. Um, can can anybody
3: do anything right this session? Like that's the great. library didn't go well. <laughs>
0: No, some we're
3: all just win. going to play yes. children
2: from the market. You'll have a bunch of thieves standing wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>,
5: <laughs> just be a great.
0: ton of urchins. Yes. I would love to play Nurture. Mr. To Abernathy fair,
3: just Matt, did nothing wrong and just walked into battle. Exactly.
0: Things. Matt rolled just 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 fine throughout the, the 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 game. He took the bullet for you is what he did. Emma. That was your fault, I think. Right? Very oh.
3: much so. very much so. I mean Dice's <laughs> fault, but, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: So yeah,
0: I have I have a list of complications that pop up every now and then, and I kind of roll every <laughs> now and then to see if they pop up. And one of them popped up, and it just so happened to be we're at a at kind of an occult flea market, and just uh, something from Joseph's past has popped up. Ah. Oopsie daisy. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh, that went so south so fast. It was ridiculous. I thought everything was gonna be fine. I thought everything was gonna be great. Joseph got away. I'm like, oh, everything's fine. This is gonna be super easy. And then. Like, <laughs> Shut nope, know. I'm his lover. <laughs> that was so funny. But like, oh, Chuck, you just put yourself right in their crosshairs. Oh, I oh, did. So good. I thought they were
2: fans, and then they were kind of rude. Oh, <laughs> their temper got the best of me. They are totally Oh
3: fans. God,
1: I love it so much. Though. There's a really
3: funny like description of like there's fans and then there's these people. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Kozel looks oh. like I know him.
0: <laughs> oh my God! Oh. All right, uh, let's oh. do some closing plugs and then we'll get out of here. <laughs> so, so Jeremy, tell us about this Patreon. Yeah, and we on Patreon. You get comics, uh,
1: maps, tokens, other the fun asset stuff. It's a good time. Check it out. Excellent.
0: Uh Chuck, what's uh, Defenders doing this week?
2: Oh, that's me. We're doing something on Wednesday. I don't know what that is yet. We'll figure it out. We're doing something on Wednesday. Okay. And Friday, we've got America, our Dungeon Crawl Classics, in the American post-apocalyptic scene. And that's it for DOK this week, I think. Yeah. Very nice.
4: Uh Adam, what's going on, with Grim Perils? Well, one of the best adventures ever written is, is now available in print on demand. Uh, I'm, I'm quoting Chuck here and that mm-hmm. it is one of the best adventures ever written. And hopefully you'll agree with him. Um, so, uh, yeah, you'll find a, a link there actually looks like a couple of links. Whoops. Uh, double posts, but, uh, yeah. Um, it's something that we did for, uh, Gen Con last year. And, um, uh, we put it up as a PDF originally, but if you want a physical copy of it, you can uh, get that on DriveThruRPG now. And uh, yeah, that's the biggest,
5: the that's the latest thing from Graven Carlos Studios. Awesome.
0: Uh, and Matt,
5: what about you? What are you doing this week? Uh, Actoon Cthulhu on Garble Games Thursday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard. We're going into the final mission in Greenland here, so. We got um, well, three or four sessions left on that. And then, uh, you yeah, we'll be
0: hopping to something else. Very, very cool. Uh, as for us here uh, tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday, our buddy Steven's going to be running Forbidden Lands. Uh, you can catch that uh, as uh, he uh, he talked a big game about killing some folks uh, and then didn't and then didn't. Uh, then on uh, let's see Friday we've got uh, Conan uh, for uh, 2d20 system. Uh, you can see Aaron is going to pop into the GM seat for that one. Uh, we are going to uh, get dressed up. Uh, I'm going to wear a harness. Uh, it's pretty great. And then Saturday uh, back to One Ring, uh, where we introduced our new party member. Matreus joined the party for a bit. Uh, and then uh, Monday next week, we are doing Holler and we have a very special uh, series of Holler episodes coming up as we are going to, uh, I'm going to be stepping out of the GMC for a couple of weeks uh, as, uh, as Tracy Sizemore, one of the creators of Holler, she's going to step in and is going to run uh, the troublemakers through a, a special scenario uh, as a little earlier totally right. for our campaign. It's going to be great. awesome. Nice. So come, come watch that. Uh, but uh, that's it for us. Thank you for everyone who hung out tonight. Thank you for those of you uh, who threw out some bits. And uh, thank you for the raid. Uh, go ahead and check out the YouTube channel as well. Adventures in Lally gang Got all of our old games up there. Uh, we are now going to go ahead and raid. Uh, let's see. Happy Jacks looks good. So let's go ahead and raid them. Follow along. Have a good rest of your night. We'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye.
4: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.